Yay, everybody. Welcome to Real Brave Live on YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. We've canceled Facebook. Screw you, Facebook. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something interesting. But before that, if you don't know this already, which you don't, Real Brave is a music school. We're online completely. You can log in at realbraveaudio.com and you can get a lesson with a guy like that or a gal, a guy gal. And do we do all instruments? We uh, host this. We do. do. Were you asking? I thought you said, do we do all instruments? I'm going to ignore you because <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't. There are certain instruments we don't do. Anyway, you can follow us here. Uh, smash at that subscribe button. That's a new one. Uh, subscribe to this friggin' thing. <laughs> and um, follow us on all the socials at Real Brave Inc. Today we're going to talk about the Beatles breakup here uh, on Real Brave Live. Okay. Why'd you interrupt me? That wasn't nice. I thought you said, do we do all instruments? I thought you were prompting me for a response. I, I what have, don't we do? Uh, we don't do uh, harp. We don't do bagpipes. We did get a harp request at one of the we conventions. Yeah, yeah, and I did. was like... Oof, it's, it's a beautiful instrument. It is. It seems easy enough, and it, I'm sure there's a harp player watching. That's is it the it. same as a piano? Uh, in theory, in that the strings are just chromatic. Because isn't a piano like a giant harp? Well, in the inside of it, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah but yeah, then yeah. you're hitting it. Right, it's right. A percussive instrument, folks. Yes, yes. you didn't um, know that. It's so yeah. No, it's it's a beautiful instrument, but uh, no, we don't teach it. We don't teach bagpipes. We don't teach. Banjo anymore? Banjo, we teach ganjo. We we teach, teach guitar banjo. I right? used to teach banjo. Ganjo. I used to teach mandolin. You were pretty good. And I uh, stopped doing those things because I didn't want to anymore. Okay, enough of that. So, and the Beatles officially announced their breakup in 1970 in April 1970 Whoa. after a period of tension and disagreement among the band members. Wow. Uh, apparently, Paul McCartney announced his departure from the band Ooh. in a press statement on April 10th. Dan, who are the Beatles? The Beatles are four blokes from Liverpool. Blokes. And uh, they played music in the uh, early to late 1960s and forever changed the world. That all sounded like gibberish to me. Uh, the other members confirmed the split shortly thereafter. However, the Beatles' final album, Let It Be, was released on May 1970, folks. One of the greatest albums of all time. One of the worst albums of all time. It's one of the most middle albums of all time. Really? It's okay. It's okay. There, there are some really good songs, and there's also a lot of filler on there. Uh. So the get back sessions were filmed. Whoa. <laughs> Let it be that. is mid. Is that? There, there's a lot of filler on that album. That's yes. uh. That's our producer Brian talking yes. there. Yeah, Can't Brian doesn't it. have a camera because he cut his hair. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just made myself less presentable. Yeah, one after nine oh nine. Yeah. That's not filler. Maggie May. Maggie May is not filler. Dig it. Dig it. They're a little bit of a filler. They did a little weirdness. They they had like a lot of talking and banter on Let It Be. Yeah. Because of all the well, all right, the get back sessions were the recordings for Let yes. It Be, right? Okay. Um, prior uh, to this, they were just men, not getting along. Yeah. Well, they were uh, super famous and rich at that point, and had been a band for over ten years. Yep. So then, all right. Was it so only who? 10? They formed like the like fifty seven. I think was the first time McCartney and Lennon played together. 
58, like, maybe. It seems like such a long time. Uh, their so first, such a short time. Sorry. Well, their their first record came out in 63. Like 63 to 70 is the entire recorded output, which is crazy because wow. some bands take seven years to put out an album. Now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they did, I think, 11 or 12. Yeah, they did records in that but time. Massive. Massive success. Oh, like un- unfathomable until that point. Un- incredible. Like when you look at video of them on the Ed Sullivan show at Shea Stadium, like that was that was in the '60s, right? That it was unheard of. And then all of a sudden, it was happening thereafter because the Beatles started it. They were the first boy band, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I, I would argue that point. I would say that they're the first boy band in the sense that like people had their favorites. Everybody knew their personalities, but boy band implies like this prefab put together by a Svengali, you know, choreographed dance moves thing where the Beatles weren't really that. You know what's strange is that uh, nobody I've ever talked to has ever had like a soft opinion on the Beatles. Like, oh, they're okay. It's always been like, oh, I love the Beatles or like, oh, the Beatles, they're so overrated. I hate them. I don't like that. There's no middle of the road. This is so stupid. Yeah. How do you argue that the Beatles are bad? That's like saying that peanut butter is bad just because it killed you i mean yeah i mean <laughs> nobody's allergic to the beatles um but there peanut are, butter is delicious there's some valid arguments though like as and it's to great with jelly why the beatles were so big is they were innovating right yes. they were innovators but they were just the first people to do what they did they also incorporated things that people had not thought to incorporate before Technologically and also like instrumentally, like uh, yeah. the point I always make to people who don't like the Beatles is, if you're showing a movie from the 19, 19- if you're showing a, if you're in a movie, and it's supposed to be the 60s, what's the sound people make to show the 60s? It's a sitar, which is the hobby of the third most popular Beatle. They are so successful mm-hmm. that the hobby of the third most popular has become cultural shorthand for an entire decade. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's their cultural impact. It's impossible to fathom. So, to the point where you're saying about like. The arrangements and all that. Who was the fifth Beatle? George Martin. George Martin. So did George Martin have <laughs> Pete Best? Obviously. Pete Best, obviously. <laughs> Poor Pete. He's still alive. Yeah. Um. Hi, Pete. I know you're watching the show. Big fan uh, of the show. Sup, Pete? <laughs> Big fan. Uh, but y- it could be argued that George Martin innovated too, right? With Absolutely. the arrangements that he did for. Yeah. If you listen to the Long and Winding Road, which is on Let It Be, that's not his arrangement. That's Phil Spector's arrangement. How do you know that? Because I'm a font of useless information. We've been through this. Right out loud. Is that sure? It sure is true, yes. That? Phil Spector. Phil Spector, added, Wall of Sounds. Phil Spector? Yes. He, so he was brought in. Murderer, after, right? Murderer? Murderer? Yes, murderer. Phil Spector, yes. Convicted he, he, murderer. He was brought in to sweeten those sessions, and he added strings and uh, voices to let it to um, Long Winding Road, Across the Universe. Oh, my God. Um, Filler album. Uh, I Me Mine, and there's one more. And it's, I'm, I'm not going to pull it at the moment, um, but there were four songs he added orchestral and uh, voices to. McCartney hated it. Hated he it. He wanted really. it because that's when he put out Let It Be Naked. He was like, this is the way it should have been. Yes, right? exactly. Which one had the uh, drums on Let It Be go? You know, where there's like, it's almost, I don't know if he's playing a 16th notes, but it's definitely, I think it may be a, like a delay. Like a oh, yes. I, delay. I think it's just a delay. Yeah. Was that? I think that's, version? I think that's Glenn Johns who engineered the first half of the sessions. Oh, okay. Again, a font of useless information here. I'm, I'm still looking this up because I, I could have sworn it was and uh, then George one Martin. One of the version has a solo that's like. 
masalah. Yeah. The one is through a, a Leslie speaker and it has like the rotary sound, and that one I is know. distorted. But then there's another one that's. That's the distorted one. That's the album version. That's the, the other one version. is the single version. Ah, okay. All right, Brian's right. Phil Spector added a orchestral and choral overdubs. Phil Spector. Spector's modifications angered McCartney to the point that when he made his case. Phil Spector, the murderer. <laughs> yes. The Beatle murderer. He cited the treatment of the song as one of the six reasons justifying the split. Wow. Say Beatle murderer. Was Yoko was another one? So of it the wasn't reasons? Yoko, it was Phil Spector. I mean, she's got to be one of the six. They claim she's not. What were all the six? But I don't no, know. No, Paul McCartney has sat on Howard Stern show and said like it was weird to have her in the room. Yeah, but I, I, I think he was willing to overlook it. If it meant the band would stay together. You've seen the video of uh, John and Yoko playing with Chuck Berry? Yes. <laughs> I love that video where she's just howling in the background. Oh, yeah. And you can see Chuck Berry's eyes just like yeah, grow yeah. like the size of <laughs> yeah. saucers. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, what John, is this? Yeah, John's into it. Was John's use of heroin one of the main reasons why they split? Probably. I'm sure it couldn't help. Rarely does heroin help a band. Why, <laughs> Kevin? Um, Tell us. Well, the why is Kevin the authority on heroin and bands? <laughs> well, you know me. I'm I'm out here partying nonstop. <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it helps people if they're uh, severely ill or in a lot of pain. That's morphine. Uh, it's, it just comes from the pop. It's a derivative of the poppy plant. Tell me more about heroin. Kids don't do drugs. <laughs> What's our audience? Is it kids? Is it adults? It's adults. This is all forty-five plus. Leave a comment in the uh, <laughs> the comment section if you dig heroin. Please don't. We do not. <laughs> We do not accept any type of drug use. This is strictly... Uh, Unless a doctor prescribed it yeah, and approves. Doctor, yeah. um, they used to use heroin in, in like medical. Yeah. Cocaine, too. Cocaine. All cocaine was stuff. in Coca-Cola, right? It sure was. It's a hell of a drug. It's a, <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. <sighs> All right. Um, where are we going with this? Well, let me ask you the guys this. Okay. You're, you're both musicians. have been I in bands for yes. many years. Something like that. How long was the longest band you were in? How long How long were you active with one band? Oh, that's a good question. Nine months, probably. <laughs> so in high school. <laughs> high school, okay. I would say, well, I played with one drummer for seven years in three, four different bands. Okay. By the end of that tenure, did you want to hang out with him more? <laughs> Is he the one that went on to date Lady Gaga or something? No. Um, <laughs> Asked and answered. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. No, that was a friend of mine's drummer. Oh, a friend of yours drummer. Yes. That's a crazy story if you want to hear that one. But I, I'm going to get it wrong and it's going to be like recorded. Uh, but I'll just ask me. Fact check it and we'll do it some other time. <laughs> You probably know the story. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that story, Brian says. No. Um, yeah, so I think the longest that that one band, Serene, was together was uh, four years. So that's to answer your question. Yeah, and you know, keeping a band together is never easy. No. Um, especially when there are other things going on in your life. And for the Beatles, who were richer than they ever thought possible, who were um, dealing with Levels of fame that were un insurmountable, probably. They were able to just um, 
I, I don't think they were able to keep it together just because na- natural forces pulled them apart. I think that's I think that's the boring answer no one wants to hear. Yeah. But I think that's probably a big part of why they broke up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Artistically, though. Artistically, they were going in separate directions. Yeah, exactly. And George Harrison, what is getting his due? He was writing these great songs, and what came of it? Right. It came in after the Beatles. He wrote all, some of that stuff during, during oh, the yeah. Beatles, right? Yeah, the whole All Things Must Pass album. It's a triple album, and like most of those songs were written during right. his Beatles tenure. Right. 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 Who, who uh, yeah, so I agree with what you're saying, 100%. I, and they were young. They were like in their 20s, early 30s, right? I want to say Lennon was 30 in 1970. Oof. Which which makes me feel like a real underachiever. Yeah, when you realize no. the, how much the Beatles achieve in their twenties. Yeah. As I as I get further into my thirties, like watching hockey the other day, and twenty eight year old so and so on the ice, I'm like, Vladimir oh, Vladivlidov. Yeah, I'm like what? What's yeah. his name? I could be doing that. I would be the oldest player on the Mets. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> you would be. Um, what's his name? The same, uh, the pitcher that hit the home run. David ah. Cohn. What? David Cohn. No. Roger Clemens. No. Uh, Babe Ruth. Jacob DeGrom? No. No, Syndergaard. Forget it. Those Mike Piazza. Vets. No. Rizzuto. Anyway. <laughs> he was like 43 years old when he came back to the Oh, Mets. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. Oh, Thank you. Far. Yes. And he's still pitching. In some Dominican league, yeah, yeah. whatever. He's yeah, still out there. Wasn't Brett Favre an old guy on the Jets? He was, yes. Hey, I know something about sports. There might be another old Green Bay Packer coming to the Jets. Oh, really? Yeah. Joe Montagna? Almost. <laughs> Montagna? Yeah. Montana. Hannah Montagna. Oh, Hannah Joe Montagna is an actor. Oh. Joe Montana is a football player. Oh, okay. What do you think uh, about Brian Epstein passing away that kind of like made them go apart as far as like the unit? Because that was in what, 1967? Probably one of the six reasons that they went apart. So that's probably set. We're up to seven now. Oh, seven reasons. Yeah. Because like they didn't. Well, maybe there's six reasons that McCartney had. Well, hold on. We got heroin. Yeah. We got Yoko. Yeah. We got Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. Yeah. <laughs> We've got... Uh, uh, it wasn't uh, his Wall of Sound. It was his, or- his orchestral arrangement. Sure. There's a Wall of Sound. George Martin dying. No, it, George Brian Martin died Epstein. like two years ago. Brian Epstein dying. George yeah. Martin lived to like the 20- oh, teens. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. right. Did he do the remaster of uh, something that happened his, his son in 2018? Does, his, his son did. His son does all that stuff That's now. That's right. Okay. What do you think of that? I think, I mean, have you heard them? I've heard the mono versions. They They're sound interesting. really good. They sound, yeah, well, you could tell he fattened everything up. Yes. Like, because when you listen, when you do an AB, I don't know if you're into that. Nope. Okay. Are you, you're, yes. yeah. So when More you do an AB, you can hear, like okay, CDs. well, that snare it doesn't sound like it sounds deeper. Right, right. Stuff like that. And you could tell he fattened it up. But otherwise, I don't know. I mean, it's a craven attempt to make money, right? They're trying to resell you the same yeah. thing you owned six times. Yeah, they can't go back on tour like Kiss, so exactly, yeah. So and they so were they never did. a touring band, you know. There was a studio band, right? So. Exactly. But like, so my favorite album of all time is the White Album, and the White Album remaster that Giles Martin did brought out a lot of stuff I had never heard, and I've heard that album a thousand times. So what did you hear? The remaster, just it, I thought it was really interesting, and um, but some of the decisions I don't love. Like there, there's little things that are different than the album I grew up listening to, you yeah. know. And, um, it's tough to 40 years after hearing something to hear it a different way you know it's not always going to land for you I've got blisters on my fingers that was actually brought really down in the mix I don't like that I don't like it either yeah, I yeah. Wa- that scared the living crap out of me as a kid me too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> second only to the end of I Want You She's So Heavy yeah. scary Beatle moments on yeah. record yeah 
the end of uh, Strawberry Fields. Oh, yes. There's that's a uh, little backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. Loop, loop in there. Yeah, so anybody that says the Beatles suck needs to, like, bring it down a notch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah. It, yeah, come on. Strawberry no, like, Fields is actually my, my example always. What? Like, I, uh, Strawberry Fields Forever is an example. I, when someone says Beatles are overrated, yeah. I say housewives were listening to this on the radio. It's this avant-garde, yeah, right? musical concrete, yeah. backwards, you know, just bizarre piece of music that was the number one hit in the world. They exposed so many people to art that would have never been experienced otherwise. I don't know how you can say that's overrated. I could, you could say that Rush is overrated. Sure. You could say that um, Fish is overrated. No, you never say that. It's they're not overrated. If people, anything, they're underrated. People have to take them <laughs> seriously people like first. You. And oh man, guys, you've been listening to the Spring Tour. No, forty-five minute long tweezer. Oh Jesus! Christ. That seems at least forty minutes too much. It's, there's way, their, way too it's much, their third longest tweezer, I think. <laughs> Fish fans, let me hear you out in the comments. <laughs> I feel for you, man. Having been through two shows, um, been through two through two <laughs> shows. You say it like it's like a war. war. <laughs> like a yeah, I've been through two fish shows, <laughs> and let me tell you, two tours at two Atlantic tours City. of fish. <laughs> I could say that it is something else, man. It sure is. I and I remembered it. Yeah, and I was one of the. We were two of the two hundred thousand people that probably remembered. Yeah, it's about the show. Uh, probably about a hundred men. A hundred thousand at uh, Atlantic City. Atlantic City on the beach. Yeah, but the the drag about those shows is that they were like almost the same show. I was really upset about that. Oh actually. really? Yeah, they played like the same big ones. You know what I mean? They gave us a fluff head. They gave us you enjoy myself. You know, they gave us a Mike's groove at each of those. And okay, which are great. They're great. I yeah. had a blast. I was hoping you were gonna catch like a horn, or like something like a bust out. Or like herpes, I almost caught that. Fish fans. Okay. Let me did hear did dreadlocks hit you in the face at any point? No, but Ooh, body odor close. did. Close. Strange yeah. tattoos did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at a Ween show and a, and a dreadlock got me right in the face. Oh, no, yeah. But I was wearing my mask. It was right after COVID. Okay. So thank goodness the mask <laughs> saved me from getting Wook disease or whatever. You don't know where that's been. Uh, here's the another flu. Oh, the Wook flu. Okay, yeah, thank, yeah. thank you for clarifying. <laughs> so here's the, getting back to the Beatles. What we're talking about? Goddamn fish. Um, so another thing that has been, at least on the wiki, uh, business difficulties, yes. right, with Apple. In, yes. in early 1969, Apple Corps was plagued with mis mismanagement and was losing money. Wow. How is that possible? Yeah, because they had no idea how to run it. <laughs> they had not yet released the personal at-home computer. That's Yeah, they didn't have the app. <laughs> Aww. Do we have a drum? We could do this. Go. <laughs> <laughs> nearly falls over. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, they didn't... McCartney chose... To, oh, my goodness. Um, his father-in-law to be his manager. Yeah. Which is never a smart move. But the Beatles also... The other three Beatles uh, selected Alan Klein, who was a known crook. So, so. wait a second. So there was an actual uh, trial? Like oh, a... It, it was a... It, I don't know if it went to trial, but it was certainly uh, so they a had contentious a, thing. They had a crook for a manager... And a murderer as a producer. Yes, as a producer. The late the, the late sixties were a rough time. This is a crime syndicate. This is not yeah. a band. 
So Alan Klein managed the Rolling Stones, and when they went to them, were like, hey, should we get this guy as a manager? Mick Jagger was like, sure, whatever. Even though he was currently stealing millions of dollars from the Stones, the Stones just didn't say anything to the Beatles. And so they hired this manager who wound up losing them millions of dollars. That's nice. Yeah. On January 26th, Len- uh, Lennon and Ono met with Alan Klein, the founder of Abco Records. Regarding manag- managerial advice, Lennon requested that Klein represent his business interests with the band. McCartney chose to be represented by American entertainment lawyers Lee and John Esman. Eastman, the, the father and brother of his girlfriend Linda Eastman, we oh. all know who that is, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who he married on the March on March twelfth. Um, yeah, so Klein was appointed as the band's business manager on interim basis, with the Eastmans as the Beatles' lawyers. The band members' quarrels and disharmony over the musical matters soon permeated soon permeated into their musical or business discussions. Yeah, how can that not? You're talking like millions of dollars back then. Yes. Hundreds. Yeah, but still, you got to keep it separate. You separate church and state there. You know, the you creative can't. the creative process it, it happens outside the money making. What if you were writing all the music in this band that we were in? I did. And well, no, you didn't. No. Um and I said, "Well, I have a lot more." Well, you did. But I, I have a lot more music that I wanted to, but you were like, "No, I'm the band." And I want to do this so, myself. Then you should kick me out of the band. Well, you wrote all the music, though. But you have some music, too? I do, but you won't let me play it. But it's but the band's not called Kevin and the Hard Knocks? <laughs> so, so then you should get a say, I think. That's so stupid. My if it's called Kevin and the Hard Knocks and I have music that, that I want to play, then yeah. I should just form my own band. Uh, yeah, no, I'm one of the hard knocks. I mean, I you know, but the Beatles. What's your claim to fame? <laughs> what? What's your claim to fame is one of the hard knocks? Yeah, I'm the fifth member of the hearth, uh, the hard knocks. Nice. Um, the, but the Beatles had four prolific songwriters. Well, three. Three prolific songwriters. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Ringo. But Ringo had the most successful solo career out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the um, longest. Right? Yeah. The longest one? No, the, no, most, the most successful. The, the commercially biggest selling. In the, in the early seventies, he was like he was the man. He had a bunch of big singles, and uh, you know, just was in movies. And he, he sort of, I think, he represented the sort of innocence of the Beatles. People liked watching him just be Ringo. Him being Ringo was a reminder of what the Beatles used to be. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. bobbing the head, bobbing the head, and playing like Ringo. Yeah. Ringo played like Ringo. He did. Best drummer of all time? Um, no, but I do like Ringo. People people slam on Ringo as a drummer, and I, I like Ringo as a uh, drummer. People say that there's certain people that say that Ringo is the best drummer of all time. Yeah. Like the feel. Anyway. Yeah. Right? So when I you're in a recording session and someone's <sighs> like, oh, yeah, give me that, like, that laid back feel. That's Ringo. I remember being like 11 or 12 and being in my first band and my dad going to drop me off at my drummer's house to go practice. And I was talking about like what a good drummer this this kid was. He was very good, like but like loud, loud and he- and heavy. But like he like of in the middle school I was at like he was one of the few people that could play drums, you know. And um, and I remember my dad saying, a good drummer is one you don't really notice all that much. Um. Yeah, tell that to the Who. Tell that to the Who. Tell that to Rush. Or tell that to Led Zeppelin, John Fishman. Yeah, no, I t- <laughs> no, but uh, there's an element of truth to it. But I feel like, um, well, definitely drummers will have uh, take umbrage with that statement. But I, I, th- I feel like 
keep time is top priority for that for yes. not not just the drummer though but for for the entire band like when people are going to listen to music and i tell this to my students too because um, we deal with on guitar we deal with a lot of rhythmic elements when people go to listen to music they're going there and they're doing this right you know like that's like just like a physiological reaction to the thing that you're doing on stage but the second you stop they're like really uncomfortable right so like when i'm talking about strumming like and it being like a fluid thing and like it's just like a motor that doesn't stop right like that's the point that i'm trying to get across how important forward moving rhythms are and how they take precedent and priority over like the exact right notes yeah unless you're like a you know a concert violinist which i'm not and you're getting paid not anymore. Thousands of dollars to play to the exact right notes. If you're on a stage at like a bar or uh, at Real Brave here in Oakland, New Jersey, just keep the rhythm going, you know? And there are exercises, you know, like wh- wh- when we practice exercises on guitar, like we're, we're doing them with a metronome. And then that's on any instrument. We're doing it with a metronome. The reason for that is that the metronome will keep us accountable to the beat. The correct notes will come. Your brain makes like these sort of subconscious markers in them, like, oh, I missed that. I have to get it next time. Nobody will notice if the guitar player playing the solo. Not nobody. Most people won't notice if the guitar player playing a lead part is off by half a step on one note. Right. But if the drummer misses a beat, oh yeah, everyone notices. Right, right. Sure. It's a very different thing. Thank yeah. you for that dissertation on how drummers should just shut up. Kevin. Yeah, shut up, drummers. Um, so imagine this. So now, uh, McCartney. Leaves the band, but releases McCartney in 1970, right? Yes. So what would Maybe I'm Amazed sound like with the Beatles? I wonder what that would sound like. There's a YouTuber whose name I can't remember now who has done this thing where he assembles albums made up of the Beatles solo stuff by the time period. He's like, he takes all the Beatles solo stuff from 1970 and makes like a lost Beatles album out of it. And when you listen to those albums, you're like, oh my God, what this could have been if this band had stayed together and, you know instant karma and maybe i'm amazed and um isn't it a pity and all these great solo songs if those were on one record how great that record would be imagine the whole imagine record yeah basically the whole imagine record from start to finish is pretty great yeah i don't know and what did uh, ringo do ringo just played Uh, with everybody don't come easy is an early ringo hit it's a good song uh photograph it's a great ringo song photographs okay yeah Um, it sounds like ringo though it's just like it does it does (laughs) um but it's funny when they were assembling the the Get Back film Peter Jackson did a couple of years ago. They found this bit of banter between Lennon and Harrison, where Harrison basically says we should just take a break and make solo albums and then come back together. And McCartney has said that if he knew that at the time, it, it wouldn't have broken up. That if if he had heard that conversation, he'd have he'd have encouraged that, and they could have gone on being the Beatles and just having solo yeah. records within there. And that yeah. that's a real shame when you think about that. Yeah, it is. We should just break up for a bit and then come back later. Just get a divorce. We'll make albums later. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame. Did you wa- did you like the Peter Jacksons? Uh, I did. Yeah, yes. get back. I thought it was so cool watching them like write songs, and it was just like a nor- that's how you write a song. Yeah, you just sit there and he's playing. Get back. Yeah, and you see over him be- and over and over and over and yes. over again. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's how you write a song. Of course it is. That's how everybody does it. And yeah. that's how Paul McCartney did it. Paul McCartney. Not poor. <laughs> Paul McCartney. The lovely Linda. Um, 
is the first song on McCartney's first album. Mm-hmm. About 40 seconds long. Yeah. You think he did that on purpose? Apparently, it was that was what he tested the equipment with. That was like his, he got a new recording thing, and he just like, that was the first thing he recorded. Dude, and, was like, and then was like, let's put it, on, let's put it on the album. I think we should put Brian on stage, and I'll just be the producer. <laughs> How long is uh, Her Majesty? Probably a little shorter than that. But shorter. not not much shorter, though, about the same. Yeah. The Lovely Linda is like this, like him just doing a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely Linda. Yeah. <laughs> If I get it's going, amazing how, I can do it. I can it's do amazing how much of a wife guy both McCartney and Lennon were. Writing songs about their wives just all the time. Just being, well, being big wives guy, wife guys. Here's another. All right. So this is, you just brought it back. Is something. this where we talk about how much we love our wives? <laughs> yes. How much do you guys love your wives, guys? Oh, so much. So much. Um, Very much. Speaking of wives, so <laughs> Lennon. I'm serious. This isn't funny. Uh, no, 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 it's funny to me because I don't but, have a wife. But Lennon, like, remember when we had our, like, um, what was her name? Star Flip. Jippy, uh, Gyu. What are you talking? <laughs> what? <laughs> we had the, a what? the intern from uh, William Patterson that hates us. Van, Van. I was very close. Friend Gipsy. of the show, Flippy. Flip. <laughs> she, she. Sound <laughs> like you're naming Ninja Turtle villains. <laughs> Do you remember when we were sitting Bebop, here? Bebop, ta- Rockstar. <laughs> you know who's your name? Shredder. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about uh, Lennon, and she's like, I hate. The Beatles, and then she said something to the effect of, "Well, he he's a wife beater." Oh yes, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then she's like, "Yeah, well, the lyrics to one of their songs getting better, getting better." Yes, he used to beat. I used, used to be to. cruel to my woman and beat her and keep her apart from the things that she loves. Right. Yeah. So I I think that there's an element to this generation that found that out and doesn't like it. I'm not advocating for that, obviously. I mean, the next line on the song is, I was mean, but I'm changing my scene. He was trying to get better. Whether or not, that doesn't excuse the behavior. No. But he wasn't, he wasn't like, yeah, I beat my wife up high. <laughs> you know, like, he, was, uh, he was trying to be But is it real? It. Or is it just a lyric? They were just the band. Uh, he, he said he, he beat his first wife. Okay, so that's, that's my point. Yeah. In, in like tennis? In, 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 in Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in many ways, probably a monopoly too. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, yeah. I'm not we we had talked about that joke. before, and it is rough. Uh, and uh, no, here at we're real brave. We certainly do not advocate. No, we don't. I mean, I'm laughing because of, of the sort. the intern thing. Right. No. Um. Yeah, and like looking back on it, and like being an adult, and like realizing those things, like does it color your view of John Lennon? Like a little bit, yeah, for sure. He was a socialist. Yeah. Marxist weirdo. Sure was. And again, this does not excuse anything, but at the time that was not that was not uncommon. I'm not saying it was socialism? Right. No, beating your wife. Like Yeah, well that's the thing. You yeah. know, also socialism. Like, <laughs> socialism's been a consistent uh, constant throughout the last couple centuries, but yes. Um but no, just you know, it, that I'm not excusing it whatsoever. It's a terrible thing, but it was not today no one would write a song about that. No, of course not. And <laughs> the idea that it's like being glossed over and like, oh, he's a he's a hero of music, but yeah, he did these horrible things apparently. Which there, there, there's a whole discussion here about what it means to forgive somebody for doing something wrong, especially 50 years later or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're not here to litigate that. I mean, almost 50 years ago, I put my pants and my my mom cleaned it up. Kevin was like, you put your pants. <laughs> I wanted to let that sit there. I wanted to really just kind of soak in that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, don't beat your wife. Don't uh, put pants. What, what have we learned today? Don't put pants. 
Uh, don't break up if you're the top-selling band in the world. Or if you do break up, just go on a little solo adventure and then come back. You know, Like you Fish. No. Like the band Fish. No, 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 no. We no. took their first hiatus uh. in 2001 until 2004, and then another hiatus again from 2004, 6, until 2008. If they stayed together, maybe you would never had all this other great music. Like, I listened to... Um, a, a lot of um, Harrison's music recently. Then mm. there's a great documentary about his life. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mark Scorsese? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. We wouldn't have gotten all that. Yeah, true. So, who knows? I used to have an argument with my father, who was a huge Beatles fan, who would always lament the fact they didn't get back together, that it didn't never happen. Yeah. And I would always, I mean, part of it was I was a teenager and would like to argue with my dad but i would say you know what well, it would never have lived up to what we thought it would like i i, I, but I truly believe that when the greatest band of all time breaks up no matter what they do when they get back together it's not gonna it's not gonna emotionally satisfy you the way the old stuff did well was he happy when they got back together record free as a bird he did like that yes yeah okay yeah all right i like free as a bird yeah what, what was the other tune real love real love real love's okay yeah i like free as a bird better so do i yeah, definitely. What do you think of those two songs? I don't know what songs those are. Who are we talking about? The Beatles. Oh. They got back together to re- do the... Fish covered the White Album once. Yeah. At, uh, How uh, dare yeah. you bring up... I'm bringing 19- him back into the conversation. I, I got to get him back into it. It's like a little kid. Like, hey, look over here. There's Miss Candy over here, right? 95 Look at the fish. Halloween yeah, I have to wave the They like thing. to put on a musical costume, so they covered the entire White Album. <laughs> for uh, for uh, Revolution 9, you. John Fishman got naked on stage and ran around. All right. Let's get back to the, the conversation. Your job, you're doing it well. Thank you. Is always bring fish into it. Thank you. Just like a fish fan would. Yes. Yeah. Intolerably. <laughs> <laughs> and you do a good job of it. I sure. mean, it's 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 kind of adorable. I represent the fan base on a certain number of levels. I'm sure like all the, the, the two people that watch this are like, wow, he's good at what he does. I don't think anybody's watching this right now. How nope. can we tell if somebody's watching this? We, we can't. We can't. We can. We can? We can't. Can we? If you're watching, say something in the comments. Don't be shy. Come on. Say something. Please. Please. All right. It's me. It's probably you. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) One viewers. Great. Okay. That's all right. Listen, (laughs) we can only go up from there. (laughs) Or down. Oh, yeah? (laughs) How many you got now? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Uh, All right. So you didn't like Free as a Bird. I like Free as a Bird. Freezer bird. Okay. What year was that? Ninety four or six or five. Six, I think. Somewhere around. Somewhere. There. And Somewhere who are, who is the personnel on that? So that so that was um there was a box of cassette tapes that Yoko Ono gave Paul McCartney mm-hmm. that were demos and um so McCartney brought that to the Beatles. So Ringo, George, Paul, and then Jeff Lynn of the Electric Light Orchestra slash Traveling Wilburys. He produced those sessions. Slash the they want to be the Beatles. Yes. Did they use the John Lennon yes. demos? So he is his voice and piano are from that demo. Wow. What was very hard was that he didn't have a metronome when he was playing, and so sure, he comes yeah. in and out of time. And um, the take the tape had some degradation yes. issues, sure, and yeah. you know yeah. it was just. They also had they they did some I if I. I'm gonna fact check it, check this with you, but they did innovative things to make it so that they could use the actual recording. Yeah, and if I remember that correctly, they had to use time, like they actually had to do correct the timing, right? Yes, they had to. Yeah. And we're talking like mid '90s technology here is not. Yeah, they could have just waited like 25 years and then deep faked the whole thing. Well, yeah. exactly. Yes. They, so there was 
so I remember this. They had ADATs in the mid 1990s, right? Yeah, yeah. The ADATs, yeah, they did. They might have had recording. early Pro Tools rigs. I don't, but I remember there was a box that the producer I used to work on. You could put like 30 to 40 seconds on at a time and then edit you could it. Fit so many seconds in this bad boy. Exactly. Yeah, and and like you could edit and then get like snippets from it and create things. But I believe they had to basically break it down like beat by beat. Yeah. and then reposition every piano <sighs> hit or whatever, which with would be tough today, let alone doing it. I could do that in my sleep now. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm so good at that. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm really, really. It, but it's super. It's boring. I, I believe it. You're an audio guy. Yeah. yeah. I. You know how many times I like I recorded someone that was just not great, and then you had to fix the timing, but you would do it do it in a little bit manually, so you didn't feel like it was right. right. It's not just quantized. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. That's that's what's gonna that's what's to say in my tombstone. <laughs> good at. I was pretty good at it. I was pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because it's so open to interpretation. Yeah. The, it, People it can walk by the and put anything they want yeah, on yeah. that statement. What was he good at? <laughs> was you it know, omelets? It. No, it. <laughs> was it baking cakes? Yes, that okay. was it. <laughs> uh, anything else we want to say about the Bre- uh, the Beatles breaking up, Kevin? It's a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the USSR. Fine. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Brian, any last words? We'll uh, probably it, talk about this again because yeah. it does happen every year. If you're ever interested in more about this, there's a great book called You Never Give Me Your Money by Pete Doggett that talks about the breakup of the Beatles. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I got that book. Cool. I'd like to thank uh, special guest Pete Best for stopping on the program today. Yeah, friend uh, of the show. Just, uh, Love having him on. Go back about 30 minutes and you'll see him there. Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's rage bait right there. Oh, I thought Pete Best was on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're trying not to rage bait people, but we can't help it. Yeah, uh, actually, th- our most successful videos on YouTube are completely wrong. Yeah, so um, we're really not doing it on purpose. We're not like those people on the Facebook videos that are like, watch what happens when we dump this whole bucket of Mentos into this whole big gallon tub of Coke. And then you're waiting for like 20 minutes, for, for, and they're like talking about, yeah, it, they're like, talking oh, about, it's about to be do crazy, it. crazy. And what then, about those videos where they're like, it's there's a guy behind the girl about to do the thing, and he's just like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, the snap, the Snapchat. Weird, like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, care for it. Why did we go there? When Real Brave is a music studio. That and we teach online. Thank you, Kevin. I like Maca- uh, I like Motley Crue's version better, personally. Ugh, Just kidding. That's a bad take. I know. <laughs> I know. It's good. really bad. It's so terrible, actually. Nobody could do better. You ever heard uh, Bon Jovi's version of it? I hope to I hope to go to my grave not having heard <laughs> Bon Jovi's version of it. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of versions, and there's there's no better one than the Beatles, uh, quite honestly. I saw Aerosmith do it once. That might be really good. It was okay. The Fish version is terrible. Ugh. Let me tell you. It's bad, but bad on purpose, so it's great. Who's singing it, Fishman? Uh, I think so. I think I think he yeah. on that. Good for him. Uh, we teach online. Go to realbraveaudio.com. Uh, two guys in a room, three guys in a room, talking about music uh, every week here on YouTube. Please smash, destroy that subscribe button. 
like us, Real Brave Inc., everywhere else in the world. Come back here next week to watch us here on uh, Real Brave Life. Oh, that was good. All right.